0: Welcome to Bucks Insider Live. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor, Scott Smith. And you know what's great? So often in the off season, we end up having to say on this show- It happens all the time. There's some rumors, there's some reports, because things haven't officially happened, and we thought it was gonna happen to us again this week. We thought we were We're so not, put upon. We, it, yeah, it's so sad that they don't consider us in <laughs> all the things that they do in that But it worked office. out. But it worked out, because now we can talk about Ryan Neal. Ryan Neal. It's a thing. It's not new, just a report.
1: <laughs> new bug safety. I don't know if he's actually physically signed yet, but he had his physical already this morning. I got a text that he was walking to the office where he's going to actually sign the so contract. We're going out on a limb. So we're going with it. The Buccaneers <laughs> have signed safety Ryan Neal. Uh, he was a guy, weirdly, that uh, got the qualifying offer from the Seahawks to be a restricted free agent because he had three years of accrued free agency credit and an expiring contract, which makes you a restricted free agent if your team gives you the qualifying offer. And when you get that, that means as long as you sign it, then they have the ability to match any contracting that their team does. But then Seattle decided to remove that for reportedly for salary cap purposes, because they're pretty tight against the cap and the bucks pounced and It's kind of a sneaky good signing. You don't expect that in early April, right? Yeah. There's that early rush. Buccaneers were able to get back a couple of their own guys, like Levante and Jamel, and they signed Baker Mayfield, and that felt like the big stuff the Bucks were going to do, especially considering their cap situation. But this is probably... A starting safety for you yeah he uh you know the buccaneers have lost mike edwards they've lost uh keanu neal logan ryan remains unsigned so until today the only two safeties on the roster were anton winfield who's fantastic and nolan turner who was an undrafted free agent last year so you add ryan neal to the mix that's a really good addition
0: that's great to hear i think that that's going to be just oh and there you go with the yeah
1: i wanted to point that out i mean this guy actually got associated press all Pro bo- votes last year, 14 of them. These to be are the, able
0: to sign a, as a free agent. Someone that got just all votes.
1: out of the blue and a one-year deal, I believe. Six. These are the top six vote getters at safety. By the way, Antoine Winfield did get a vote as well. But um, that's that's pretty good. Those are the, those are some of the best safeties in the league. And uh, yeah, he's done it one year. Before that, he played a little more sparingly. So it was a big breakout season for him. But that's the exact type of player you want to get in free agency. Yeah, that's the guy, be the incredible. ascending player who's still young, mid twenties. At a position where you were very lean Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a great signing for the bucks
0: yeah and speaking of a position where uh the bucks are a little lean uh we got some news about the tackle front segway see what i did there (laughs) journalism schools for uh so now josh wells no longer a buccaneer
1: yeah so Josh Wells re-signed with the Jaguars where he started his career. He has been the Bucs swing tackle, you know, the guy that steps in either right or left tackle when anybody's hurt or can't play for a particular reason for the last four years. So you may not think of Josh Wells as, you know, the key player on the roster, but he's filled a key role for the last four years. And now with Donovan Smith being released and Josh Wells moving on, the Buccaneers really don't have a lot of experience at, and look at this right here. They don't have a lot of experience at the tackle position. Will Tristan Wurst move to left tackle? Possibly, but he's made 46 starts and he's fantastic, obviously, in his first three years. This is everybody else on the roster who, who either listed as a tackle or like Luke Gedeke might play tackle, and the number of starts they've made in their NFL careers at offensive tackle, and by the way, the only one who's played left tackle, Justin School has 10 starts at left tackle, and Brandon Walton had two last year. That's it. Wow. So um, that's a position, and I know we're going to do Road to the Draft a little later today, but that's a position that the Buccaneers obviously need some help at. And when he was asked about it at the, uh, at the NFL meetings last week, or was it last week?
0: Yeah, I, I know,
1: it <laughs> it's true. Um, Coach Todd Bolt said that, that there was a process figuring out what to do at left tackle, which could be Tristan worse, which means what to do at right tackle. But there's no panic. So Mm -hmm. they have a plan. It could involve the draft, or it could involve some of these players that haven't had a lot of experience yet stepping up. So it's a position to watch for sure.
0: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And how do you feel like that could even affect looking at this quarterback battle between Trask and Baker Mayfield? Mm -hmm. Of hmm. the type of offensive lineman yeah. you look at the type of quarterback in the in the pocket and the scrambling yeah I'm not sure there'd
1: be a huge difference I know I don't think either of those guys are particularly mobile I probably Baker Mayfield's a little more mobile than Kyle Trask um, but his rushing numbers through his first five seasons in the league have been you know like 150 yards a year so he's mm-hmm. not a guy that gets out and runs a lot he's probably a little more a little bit more mobile than Kyle Trask but to you know to Trask's credit, we don't really know yet.
0: Right, yeah. That's so maybe, very true. maybe
1: he's going to be more mobile than we expect.
0: Yeah. Um, and now I know that you, you brought up the league meetings and Coach Bowles talked about a lot of different things. And one of the things he was asked about was the running back position, um, you know, knowing that Leonard Fournette is not coming mm-hmm. back. And, yeah. and again, this is, I'm sure, something we've, we have talked about and we'll continue to talk about in the road of the draft as well. But, um, you know, what is the running back room going to look like? And do you need more help there? What do you. Yeah. What do you have on your roster already? Do you need to go get someone else in free agency? Because there's there are a fair number of guys yeah. out there in the free agency market. There's
1: only three on the roster right now. Uh, you got Rashad White, and you signed Chase Edmonds, and you have Keyshawn Vaughn who's going into the last year of his rookie contract. And it's kind of been, I guess, sparingly used would be the way to put it. Rashad White is your lead guy. I think you're definitely going to have a couple additions there before training camp. And it, it could be another veteran guy who could stick and, and be part of the rotation. But Rashad White is the guy, and Coach Bowles said at the, uh, at the meeting we were just talking about that they are looking f- to help develop him into a more complete back, a guy that can play all three downs, that's going to catch passes, that's going to block, that's going to get upfield, and crucially, uh, and only because Coach Bowles brought it up, he's got a – oh, there was that great angry yeah, run. love that. He's got a um, – He's got to protect the football. And we heard Dave Canales, the new offensive coordinator, when he was talking about his offense, it's the very first thing he stressed is ball security. Mm-hmm. You just cannot turn the ball over. So it wasn't terrible. I think he had three fumbles last year. But he, he has to prove that he you know, can solve that issue, which it wasn't a huge issue. Right. But you you know, just can't turn the ball over. But just to be a guy that can complete back, and that involves catching passes. And if you look at this, did you know we caught fifty passes last year? Would
0: you no, guess that? I would not have picked that number. I knew he caught some, but honestly, I knew Fournette also caught a bunch. So yeah. it shows how much we threw to running backs yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah,
1: and, and you know Tom Brady was getting rid of the ball quickly, especially last year. But that's other than Mike Alstott in his rookie year, that's the most catches by a rookie running back in team history. And I would not have guessed that. Wow! And uh, they weren't overly productive i I think he averaged like 5.8 yards per catch which isn't really good enough um it needs to be a little bit higher than that and that's not all his fault that's the type of passes that he was catching but he obviously can run routes he's got he's got good hands he catches the ball well so when you talk about a three down back if he's going to be that he's got to be able to catch passes on and protect the quarterback on third down and i think we've seen enough to think that that could happen so it's exciting i think I'm I'm pretty confident that he's going to take another big step in his second season
0: and I know we uh, this time of year There's a lot of talk about the salary cap and a lot of different things that go into it Which is always where my brain starts to blow the smoke out (laughs) of my ears Um, But we got a question online about this idea of how it works when players have a set number in their contract But then when there are incentives that you don't know until the end of the season what that's going to end up being and you at all times have to be cap compliant and so how does this work when you don't have i mean salary cap would be hard enough if everyone's contract was just static and there was nothing (laughs) then you throw this in tell us how this works from a cap perspective and how these kind of contracts affect what the team can do it's
1: funny because you have an nba background Mm -hmm. and uh among other things and um i find their cap Oh, yeah. to be way more complicated.
0: Oh, yeah. I think this is part of why I just have sort of given up on the concept as I started there and tried to understand. Yeah, and I like,
1: don't get what's going on in the NBA at all. There's yeah. so many different types Very of contracts crazy. and rules and whatever, exceptions. Especially now
0: these two-way contracts.
1: Yeah, I don't even get that. So we're talking about NFL and and the words for the question that you asked me, the uh, I guess acronyms you need to know are NLTBE and LTBE and that means not likely to be earned or likely to be earned and that's based on what the player had done the previous year or previous years so if you give Baker Mayfield a contract and the incentive says if he throws 10 touchdown passes he gets another million dollars that's an LTBE because he's probably going to throw 10 touchdown passes yeah
0: he were the starter and
1: if that's the case then those have to be accounted for in the current year's cap but if they're not likely to be earned, if it says uh, he gets a um, million dollars if the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I mean, I hope the Bucks win yeah. the Super Bowl, but you can't say that's likely to be earned for any team. That's an NLTBE, and that, if it happens, counts on the cap the following year so you have time to adjust for it. That's so, so that's, interesting. There, there's a, it's a lot more complicated yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: appreciate the simplicity. Yeah I,
1: yeah, I give you the broad strokes here, but the basically is whether or not, based on what the player's done in his past, if it's considered likely or not likely to be earned, it either counts this year or next year.
0: All I know is that after I, I actually went in and talked to Jackie Davidson, one of our amazing cap people about right. this yesterday, she drew all over on the whiteboard <laughs> explaining everything It was like to a me. beautiful mind. I remembered why I quit taking math classes, <laughs> the whole thing, and it just reminded me how much like I'm so thankful that we have such smart front office people. Right. And and they know all this stuff and i There's don't have so to completely understand it I'm Very maybe not as much as the nba that.
1: but it's pretty complicated
0: it's very complicated all right well that is going to do it for us on this edition of bucks insider Life. we will actually not be here next week i love this sentence i'm about to say because taylor swift will be taking over our control <laughs> Which also for everybody who needs to know, we were emailing about this and Scott included a bunch of Taylor Swift song titles in our email, which I thought everyone that watches the show would appreciate knowing that he
1: I He rattled
0: some of these off. So yeah, so her people are taking over our control. Favorite we were not- Taylor Swift song? I mean, especially Blank Space, especially now that you quoted That's that one in the email. hit me. I said
1: the new one, Antihero, is my favorite That's your show. favorite? I love that song.
0: Things I never thought we'd talk about on Books Insider <laughs> Live, uh, now that we've probably lost half our viewers. So that is going to be it for it. We won't do it next week, but we will have a Road to the Draft this week and next week as well, so make sure you stay tuned for those, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>